What is going on, guys? Your boy Elroy here, and welcome back to the Your Boy Elroy MMA podcast. I am your host, Josh Prepigina, and I am back for another fun filled week full of family, fragrances, and of course, the namesake of this podcast, fighting. I am so grateful to be here. Thank you so much for whoever downloaded. Uh, any of our shows in the past few weeks, I am forever grateful. If it's your first time here, if you've been here before, thank you. Thank you so much. It means the world to me. I am looking forward to this weekend. I'm looking forward to this episode. Um, I'm looking forward to the rest of the year. So let's, before we get into our fragrance uh, content for the week, let's actually cover the rest of the year so on the calendar for the ufc the ufc's calendar is the main one that we follow right because it's the biggest organization they have um the most you know pool they have the most you know we pay attention to them the most so this is how their schedule goes for the rest of the year so this week uh we'll get into it in a little bit ufc 282 the week after that it will be the last ufc event of the year now not the last event of the year the last ufc event of the year which is jared cannonier versus son strickland we will talk about that next week on the 16th that episode will come out right on the 23rd the review of that show will be out okay excuse me on the 30th will be a year in review show we will review the year on the 6th of January of 2023 will be our award show, our 2022 YBE MMA award show. So everything that we talked about on the 30th, we will be awarding best fight, best knockout, best um, submission best round all that will come out on the sixth okay and from there we're back to normal on the 13th because the next ufc fight night will be kelvin gaslam versus nasruddin imavov january 14th so we're pretty stacked i feel like last year the schedule was a lot you know uh Dinner when it came to the end of the year it felt like four weeks now this is three but for some reason this year just feels so much more manageable um so yeah thank you so much for um this year so far we're not done yet i just went over it we have a ton more to go through but uh, i am i am really excited so let's go over the fragrance journey for the year. So, for, uh, scent of the day, 
of course. Let's go over that. Today was a beautiful day. It was in the high 60s. Um, sun was shining, so didn't need a jacket. Um, went to go take my daughter to dance class. So post-shower, scent of the day was John Varvatos for Men by the House of John Varvatos. It's a fruity, sweet leather scent with notes of leather, amber, tamarind, dates, balsam fir, vanilla, caramel, herbal notes, olibanum, hay, oud, and styrax. What I get from it, a lot of fruitiness, which is... um which comes from the dates. You definitely get some leather, a little bit of vanilla, and uh, it's really nice. It's really nice. But, like, the main thing you get is the tamarind and the dates. It's like this fruity, sweet, but really nice, mature scent. I feel like this is definitely signature scent worthy. My only issue with it is that it becomes a skin scent so quickly but I enjoy it so much that I don't even mind it. Like, the House of John Vervados, it's no um, it's no secret that it's one of my favorites. And the performance issues for everybody else is such a big deal. For me, it's, it's doable. You know what I mean? I wear them very situationally. Um, but I enjoy them so much that I do kind of wish that they had uh, some longer, you know, staying power. Or it's not so much staying power. It's more of the projection, you know, and I could probably, you know, I could probably just add some ISO E super and, uh, it'll last a little longer, but I don't want to mess with the scent because I like it so much. I like it just the way it is. So that's the scent of the day. Um, some acquisitions from this past week. It's actually been a while since I've had like a haul as far as you know purchases multiple it's been a while uh i've had a few swaps recently but it's been about two weeks so i made a swap like a week and a half ago and i just got it in a few days ago and um i told you guys last week what i let go of and what ended up coming in also from the house of john varvados this is my first fragrance from this line John Varvatos versus uh, John Varvatos and Nick Jonas Crimson. So this is a warm, spicy, woody scent. The top is coffee, rum, apple, cedar, Calabrian bergamot. The middle is saffron, suede, amber, and lavender. And then the base, musk, incense, patchouli, labdanum, and Madagascar vetiver. So I'm going to spray it on a tester. See what we get off the tester. Because this is really nice. I actually really like this. This is. It's just like it says. It's coffee. Bergamot. You get hits of like that woodiness from the cedar. And this is in the opening obviously. And there's a bit of a booziness. But nothing crazy. It's more just so that bergamot and coffee, which I love. Um, the first scent that really mixed coffee with um, a citrus that I smelled was uh, Casual Life 
Ferragamo Womo Casual Life, which I don't have anymore um, because that one was a bit odd because it was lemon and coffee. But this is really nice. I like this a lot. It is. Um, how do I put this without sounding strange? OK, this is like a very cologne scent. Do you get that? Like when I think of like cologne, um, this is that, you know, your blue fragrances like uh, like Sauvage. Those are like cologne scents to me. Um, Abercrombie and Fitch Fierce, super duper cologne scents. This has a little bit of that, but I think that it has enough, um, you know, it, it separates itself from the pack with that coffee, but of course there's amber, there's a clean musk in there, and there's a, some incense that, that you get in there. I like it a lot. It's really nice. Um, definitely staying in the collection now hold on because after smelling that cologne scent to go from this next one to go to this next one is rough so the second one which is already <laughs> i'm just gonna put it out there it's on the chopping block i am not keeping this this is from the house of banana republic this is Banana Republic, 17, Oud Mosaic. Two sprays on a tester. <laughs> Probably more than enough. Um, I'm going to let that dry a little bit. Give it a second. And let's see. This is from the Icon line. This is the first run of the Icon line in the clear bottles. Very nice bottles. I like them a lot, actually. But let's go in with this scent. So 17, Oud Mosaic is a oud rose fragrance warm and spicy top notes of plum cardamom white pepper middle notes of turkish rose saffron and labdanum and base notes of oud amber and musk i get rose and oud primarily 100 percent unapologetically an oud rose fragrance other things I get, definitely some pepper in there. And on skin, I got the musk. Like, but this is just dominating an oud rose fragrance. Now, I like oud rose fragrances. They are very nice. I've smelled some good ones, and I've smelled some bad ones. I'm not going to say that Banana Republic 17... Oud Mosaic is a bad Oud Road fragrance. I will say it smells a little cheap. <laughs> it def and it and it is a cheap fragrance now. Um, you know, you can get it at rack stores for about $23. It's a cheap Oud Rose fragrance, and it smells like a cheap Oud Road fragrance. Um, fragrances recently that I've had that were Oud Rose that I've gotten rid of. Um Latafa Amethyst. Now, very nice fragrance. Uh, Oud Rose all the way. Um, but I couldn't stop smelling like a fresh Sharpie. When I sprayed it on skin, 
and even in the air. It just smelled like a Sharpie to me, and I couldn't get it out of my mind, and I didn't enjoy it. I enjoy Oud for Glory so much that when I got Amethyst, I was so disappointed because I expected so much from it, and I love the House of Latafa, but it's just, it was not my, it wasn't the best <laughs> pickup. Um, I sat on it for a while. I contemplated on swapping it, and I finally did. And that was actually what I got these two for, was Amethyst and uh, Tag Him by Armoth, um, which was Wilson's, not mine. But um, it just, like, this smells cheap, 17 Oud Mosaic. Now, I did have Ministry of Oud's, Oud Satin by Paris Corner, and that did not smell cheap to me. That smelled of a higher quality, but it was so rose-heavy that, and I love rose. I love Moschino Toy Boy, um, which is like a really, really big Oud, uh, a really big rose fragrance for men, but... um. I just couldn't do it. It was too much. And it was an extra. It lasts forever. Um, I just couldn't do it. So I, I ended up selling that one, I believe. It wasn't for me. Now, Oud Mosaic is on the chopping block. Crimson by John Varvatos and Nick Jonas. That one is staying. Um, I just, I I love it. I love it, and we're going to talk about some things that are on the chopping block this week, actually. Okay, so <laughs> with the number one pick in the chopping block this week, something I realized. I'm not a leather guy. I want to be. I really enjoy them in the air. Um, I think they smell decent off of my skin. Now, when I say leather, I mean like straight leather scents case in point the two that i have on the chopping block this week something my first leather love right i'll never forget going to sephora and smelling ombre leather parfum and falling in love with it now ombre leather parfum is quite expensive so when i had the chance to pick up john varvedo's dark rebel which has been called an amazing leather fragrance. I picked it up, and guess what? I loved this fragrance. But, there's a but. I just don't wear it enough. I just don't wear it enough. I have a 75 mil bottle. I got it over the summer. And I've reached for it one time, and it, I believe it was like a week or two ago. I wore it on like a Sunday, and I didn't, I'm not going to lie, I did not enjoy the wearing experience of it. It just, there's a certain, and maybe it was the wrong time to wear it. Maybe I'm going to kick myself in the butt for getting rid of this, but guess what? It's gone. I'm getting rid of it. Um, also on the chopping block, this was... This was the first time I realized, like, maybe leather isn't for me. This one, I actually got after that one. And this is Dark Rebel Rider, which Chaos Fragrance on YouTube 
raves about this thing. He calls it a secret weapon. But the note of leather and leather only just might not be for me. And I have to admit it now before I get stuck with these scents. And, uh, you know what I mean? I don't want to get rid of it. And these, or I, I want to get rid of it so I don't get stuck with it. And these are still like decently moving fragrances. Like they move for a decent price. So I can probably swap them for something a little more interesting. Now, Dark Rebel Rider has a lot of notes. But this is leather and leather only. It is crazy. This smells like a literal leather jacket. Like a dirty leather jacket that you left out too long. <laughs> so that's on the chopping block. As well as, I said Oud Mosaic, the two leather scents, and then this little number right here by the house of Ben Sherman. This is Ben Sherman Icon. Now, I don't have too much against this fragrance, but I just... Don't know how much I'm going to reach for this thing. It smells great. It smells like Christmas, to be honest. Smelling it from the atomizer. It's, it smells really good. And I think it smells great off my skin. Um, but, again, if I want to smell like Christmas, I don't need 100 milliliters. I can get a decan of, like, Burberry London or something. That smells like Christmas. Or I can wear some like cinnamon. I can wear Hamra for Christmas. And be completely happy. Because I'm going to smell like dessert. But I don't need to smell. I don't need this whole bottle. Of Ben Sherman. It's super cheap. It doesn't smell that cheap. It was nice for what it was. But um, I just don't see myself. Reaching for it that often. So that. This will probably sit around for a while. I'll be surprised if it's gone in the next week. But uh, everything else I give a good a good shot at for for being either swapped or sold. So, yeah. Also, some things I want to talk about. I don't remember. I really don't remember if I spoke about it last week. I'm curious to look it up on... Um, Let's see. Let me check my archives because I posted when I got it. So. Things that I've gotten. Recently. Okay. So December 2nd, I posted about it. So that was last Friday. Okay. So I got this in last Friday. Um, so I haven't been able to talk about it. But I requested a sample from this company called Sphinx Fragrance. And it's a new company. They do beard products. They were originally Sphinx Beard. They did some men's grooming products. And uh, they decided to come out with a fragrance line. This is a family member. I believe the brother of the person who owns Alexandria Fragrances. It's a clone house. They do... Um, you know, inspiration, fragrances, they have their own stuff as well, but they have an Angel Share clone called Brooklyn Fragrance Lover. They also have Et Sauvage. 
Elixir, which is a Savage Elixir clone. Um, real big house. Been around forever. Well, the brother came out with his fragrance line. Ross from TLTG Reviews did a video reviewing the whole, or doing first impressions of the whole line. I think it was six fragrances, as well as, um, yeah, the six fragrances. There's three in one line and three in another. So I requested, uh, he's like, I think they have samples on their site. I go to their site. They're offering a free sample. So I request a sample, and it comes in last Friday. I open the, the um, envelope. And there's three, not just the one I requested, but two other ones. So there was three fragrances, two male targeted fragrances, as well as a female targeted fragrances, a fragrance that was called Damascena. It's a rose fragrance. It's beautiful. As soon as I got it in, my wife smelled it and took it and put it right on straight to the body. <coughs> Excuse me. She loves it. She wears it pretty often probably going to have to buy a bottle the other two one was sphinx signature and the other one was black anabis now this is the one i requested this is a woody floral musk with notes of saffron artemnesia and grapefruit bulgarian rose and nutmeg oud Cedar, tonka bean, amber, and leather. I wore this thing last Sunday, and I got so many compliments. Nobody has said what this reminds them of, but to me, this reminds me of a really fruity batch of Aventus. It's gorgeous. It smells great on the skin. It's long-lasting, loud-projecting, and so so pleasant it's just extremely welcoming and i love it i'm saying it right now um 100 buying a bottle of it 110 percent now sphinx signature i didn't smell immediately i put the decant in my decant bag and i was like you know what if i get out of the shower one day i'll, I'll spray it on and just to check it out you know what I mean? And this thing right here. I wore it last night twice. <laughs> I wore it last night twice. What was yesterday was Wednesday. We did something. We went out, I wore it, and then when after my shower, I wore it again cuz I love it. Top notes cinnamon, mandarin orange, lavender, and lemon. Fruity notes, incense, Japanese red cedar and cumin in the middle and tobacco, vanilla, leather, cedar, benzoin, icy super, cypress and patchouli in the base. This thing is beautiful. It's like this really powdery, fruity scent. It smells great. It smells really great on the skin and it's classified as a spicy woody. Comes off very fruity off my skin, but I enjoy it. It is really nice and it's something that i think i need a bottle of as well so sphinx fragrance check them out it's beautiful they have something called first date which i believe is a blue fragrance 
um, and Heavenly Lilies, which is clearly a floral fragrance. But, um, yeah, and there's some other ones, too. There's a Tonka Citron. What is it called? Let me see. I don't want to get it wrong. <laughs> so there's Black Anibus, First Date, Sphinx Signature, and Damasina, and Heavenly Lilies. And then the last one is Tabac Citron Vanille. So that sounds really good too. Probably going to buy 10 mils of TCV. Um, black Anibis and Sphinx Signature and probably going to grab a 2 mil sample of First Date to see what that's like before I commit to a 10 mil travel size. The reason I can get away with 10 mils with these is just because you know the collection's pretty big um, and if I go through a 10 mil I won't feel so bad spending another 20 but it's going to take me forever to finish a 100 mil so so, hey, if I finish a 10 mil, I can buy another one. It's not that much of a price difference. And, yeah, shout out to Sphinx Fragrance. I keep posting about them as much as possible because they're that damn good. Check them out. That is the fragrance journey. I know it was really long, but I'm just really passionate about this stuff. I love it. Let's talk about last week. In MMA, we had one event live from the Amway Center in Orlando, Florida, the home of NXT TakeOver that one year. I was there, as well as the Hall of Fame, also there. But um, Thompson versus Holland, this was long but it was really good, and we started off the night with one of my favorite prospects in the game, someone we will 100% be talking about at the end of the year, Yasmin Yadogway, defeating Estela Nunes by TKO in the second round. Um, Estela Nunez trying to give Joanna Janjacek a run for her money in the Hema, hematoma game with the head. Her head was huge <laughs> Francis Marshall in his UFC debut defeating Marcelo Rojo by TKO in the second round just a devastating finish good on this kid someone who you look at and you're like there's no way that this kid fights <clears throat> professionally let alone in the UFC and he sparked Marcelo Rojo just a beautiful finish really exciting I was actually Getting back in my car from going into Sam's Club. First round of the fight. Towards the end, I turned it on. Put it up on the... Uh, I have like a little holder in my in my wife's car. I just waited there. I'm like, I need to watch like a round or two of this. And then I'll, I'll get on the road. And <clears throat> really quickly into the second round, he just sparks Marcelo Rojo. And it was a beautiful, beautiful finish. Natan Levy defeated Gennaro Valdez by unanimous decision. JSP Jonathan Pierce defeats Darren Elkins by unanimous decision. Michael Johnson defeated Mark Jacasey by unanimous decision. 
Clay Guida defeated the retiring Scott Holtzman by split decision. Angela Hill defeated Emily Ducote by unanimous decision. Here goes the fun. Okay. On the main card, Philip Rowe defeats Nico Price by TKO in the third round. What a comeback after almost being finished to coming back and being able to finish Nico Price. The ever so tough Nico Price, man. That dude never goes down without a fight. Just a super fun fighter. You could expect it all the time. And Philip Rowe just slowly but surely climbing up that ladder to being one really exciting fighter. We keep going up the card with, unfortunately, for my boy from back home, Kyle Dawkins. He gets finished in the second round by TKO to Eric Anders. Eric Anders looked phenomenal in this fight. I thought Kyle looked pretty good as well. He was chopping away at that leg. I thought he was doing a real good job, but... Man, he's just had a tough go in the UFC recently. The surprise of the night is coming from the late replacement, Roman Delice, when he finished Jack Hermanson by TKO in the second round. This was crazy to watch. We know how talented Roman Delice is. He finally gets a shot. He finally gets his shot on short notice against a ranked opponent in Jack Hermanson. A unranked Roman Delice destroys him. And this week, he is ranked number eight in the UFC middleweight division. So congratulations to Roman Delice on that victory. Sergei Pavlovich defeats Taito Ivasa in 54 seconds by TKO. Just, man, it's so sad that the uh, Taito Ivasa train has just come to a complete halt. Uh, he should have just been having fun fights all along. Instead, they tried to push him up to a title, and uh, it backfired. Now he's, you know, and he he's a personality that could forever be fun, kind of like a Derek Lewis, but, man, we want to see him win. <laughs> Mateus Nicolau defeats Matt Schnell by TKO in the second round. In the co-main event, Rafael Dos Anjos smokes Barbarina, Brian Barbarina, Gastonia's own. And uh, the second round by Rear Naked Choke. Just, he looked great at welterweight. Called out Conor McGregor. <laughs> and <clears throat> the fight of the night, a really... Really entertaining fight. Going to definitely be up there for fight of the year. Steven Wonderboy Thompson turns back the clock and defeats Kevin Holland by TKO. He did not come out for the fifth round as his corner threw in the towel. Just a really, really fun contest. Back and forth. Holland drops Thompson. Thompson drops, drops Holland. Just Thompson just had this tunnel vision and his striking. He looked like vintage Wonder Boy. And it was so much fun to watch. Good on Kevin Holland for going out there and putting on a show. I really hope that he comes back. I really, really hope that he comes back. But my only complaint about this card 
was what this was that this fight came on a little after 1 a.m. <clears throat> and I'm not complaining because I didn't stay up till 1 a.m. to watch it, but there was no reason this card had to go that long. It was ridiculous. <laughs> so that's UFC Fight Night, a really, really fun main event. A lot of fun outcomes there. Like I said, Roman Delice, uh, Philip Rowe, <clears throat> And the continued rise of Sergei Pavlovich. So we'll keep an eye on those names going into 2023. But let's get into the last events. Some of the last events of 2022 starting tonight as you guys are listening to this. Bellator 289 live from the Mohegan Sun Arena in Uncasville, Connecticut. In your main event. The Italian gangster, Danny Sabatello, takes on the interim bantamweight champ for Bellator, Rafian Stotts. I'm riding with Danny Sabatello here. He's had such a fun run in Bellator so far, and he's talked a lot of crap, and he's backed it up, and he finds himself in a title fight. And I am so excited to see what he can do against Stotts. Now against Jornel Lugo, he had a really tough go. I think he got tired in there. He cannot get tired against someone like Stotts because Stotts will capitalize and definitely try to choke you out. So we will see here. Obviously, I already wrote to Danny Sabatello. Um, I tagged a picture of him and he wrote, Let's go one more night or something like that. And I sent them a, a message. I said, congratulations on your victory. Uh, you backed us up or something like that. It was it was a pretty tight message. If he wins, which I fully believe he will, as you guys are listening to this, um, that's going to be a pretty cool screenshot for him to look at later on. In the co-main event, the Women's Flyweight Championship is back in the mix with Liz Carmouche defending in a rematch against former champion Juliana Velasquez. <clears throat> Magomed Magomedov versus Patchy Mix in the uh, Grand Prix, you know, semifinals for the Bantamweight division. That should be a really fun fight. Dalton Rosta from American Top Team. He's taking on Anthony Adams. Denise Kielholtz is back. Kyle Crutchmore is back. Cody Law is back. Kyle Bohm is taking on Kai Kamaka. Um, just trying. Oh, Pat Downey is back. And I think that's it for like the no names. This is like a, a pretty big card as far as like uh known names so that is really interesting i cannot wait to see this sabatello fight tonight as you guys are listening to this actually i'm going to talk about it before i talk about tomorrow's event saturday tomorrow being saturday tonight i will be at uh i just, i don't want to say it wrong so let's go to Tapology events. B1B1. Okay. 
live from the Rock Hill Sports and Events Center in Rock Hill, South Carolina. I will be at BYB Extremes 14 Carolina Brawl. <laughs> BYB 14 Carolina Brawl. This is Dada 5000's promotion. I am going to see my buddy and friend of the show, Josh Oxendine, fight. Um, I don't know anything else about this card except for Josh Oxendine is fighting, as well as former UFC fighter Andre Yule. So that's all I know. It's in a Trigon, I think they called it. I saw a picture of them setting up earlier. I'm not going to lie. It looks ridiculous, but I can't wait. I'm going with a bunch of friends from church, and it should be a really fun time. I'm taking my travel mic set up for my phone, so hopefully I'll get a few interviews. And, uh, yeah, I cannot wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. But all roads lead to the T-Mobile Arena on Saturday night live from Las Vegas, Nevada, it's UFC 282. In your main event for the vacant light heavyweight championship, we have Jan Blahovich versus Magomed Ankalaev. These guys were training to fight each other for three rounds. It switched to a five-round fight, and now a belt is on the line. This is actually pretty exciting after watching the crap show that was a <laughs> how do I say it after watching the crap show that was a press conference earlier uh, I'm actually pretty excited for this fight I think this is a great fight uh, putting a title on it is actually even more fun and makes me more excited for it as I stated so that's the main event let's actually start at the bottom of the card we have Cameron Seisman Versus Steven Koslo. Daniel Da Silva versus Vinicius Salvador. Eric Silva, not that one, a different one, versus TJ Brown. Billy Quarantillo versus Alexander Hernandez at 145. Hernandez going down to 145. That should be a really fun fight. Billy Violence is what they call him. Chris Curtis versus Joaquin Buckley. Also a phenomenal fight. This fight being at 185. Edmund Shabazian is back to take on Doucha Logambula. The pride of Philadelphia. The Philly cop himself, Chris Dawkins, takes on Biggie Boy, Jarzinho Rosenstruck. Jay Perren versus Raul Rosas Jr. That is the kid. He is 18 years old. Yes, you heard that right. 18 years old. Kicking off the main card, Bryce Mitchell versus Ilya Tapodia. Darren Till versus Drekis Duplessis. Santiago Ponzinibbio versus Alex Morono. And then the co-main, Patty Pimlet versus Jared Gordon. If I look up and down this card, there is no more. There is a no more. There is a. There is not a funner fight. I'm sorry. I'm having a brain fart. There is not a funner fight than Bryce Mitchell versus 
Ilya Taporia, two guys in their prime in one of the hottest divisions in the sport. And they're just going to kill each other, man. I cannot wait. This is a phenomenal card. At first, you know, when they lost that main event, you know, with that, that original main event was like the fight of the year from this year. It's something that all of us loved and wanted to see again. But I think they did a great job salvaging this card. So I'm excited for it. I'm excited for tonight as you guys are listening to this Bellator. I'm going to be at a bare-knuckle boxing event. Oh, this is going to be a great weekend of combat sports. With that being said, this has been this week's episode of YBE MMA. I am Josh Prepigina. You can find me on all forms of social media. Elroy Preps in one word. You can find the show on Instagram at YBE MMA Podcast as well as Teespring. Teespring.com slash stores slash YBE MMA Podcast. If it's your birthday, happy birthday. Love your mothers. I love your mom. Enjoy the fights this weekend, and we'll see you next week.